Hello, everybody. This is Alfonso from Studio Comics, creator of Night Spike, and feature on the movie Here's Manufactured. And right now, you are listening. We got the geek. Buzz Lightyear mission log, stardate 3901. After a full year of being marooned, our first hyperspeed test flight is a go. Who are you talking to? Uh, no one. You were narrating again. I was not. Just doing the mission log. You do know no one ever listens to the... I know that. Narrating helps me focus. Ready, Captain Lightyear? Ready as I'll ever be, Commander Hawthorne. This is exciting. A new adventure. I'm going to grant you four minutes to be off planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity. And beyond. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome. It is afternoon. Welcome to our third live podcast on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I'm taking time out from my busy schedule of watching Stargate reruns to do this. Such a busy busy man. I can't talk. Just had a feast of hot dogs and chips, so we're all good to go. Meal of Kings. Fan Expo has announced... What is the actor's name from Stranger Things? Joseph Quinn. He plays Eddie Munson. Yeah. It was, like, so cute. And I, I, I did hear you say that it's he's probably going to have a giant lineup. Oh, it's going to no be joke. massive. That's no Absolutely joke. Absolutely massive. If, if, see, he's the kind of guy I would have had a huge crush on when I was a teenager in the 80s. His character. Same. <laughs> Liar. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited because the cast of Clerks is there. If anyone from the cast of Clerks is watching this, I would love an interview. Yeah, because they're going to take time out of their busy schedules to watch a podcast of, of We Got the Geek. You don't know. You never Joey, know. You know, from that same group of actors, Joey Lauren Adams once told us she wanted to listen to our podcast. I hope she did. Just throwing this out there. I really hope she did, because she was very sweet. Even though she was under um, what the contract. contract not to give interviews, she was very sweet. So nice. And she was very friendly. And, and after denying me the interview and giving us the, the very, you know, I understood it was reason. understandable, yeah. As I was walking away, she's like, I'd still like to listen to your podcast. So <laughs> it's I, like, oh, oh here's well a, then. Here's our card. Here you go. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. So we'll, we'll hopefully she's she's heard it. Yeah. Or she, and she liked it and is still listening to If it. she's still listening to us, shout out to you and great acting and chasing Amy. Yes. I finally saw Chasing Amy because of him, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyhow, getting back <laughs> to the actual show before this runs out again. No. Uh, so let's get the sad news out of the way. Yes. We actually, since last recording, we lost a, I guess you can actually use the word icons with these two ladies. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, Nichelle Nichols, who played Uhura, Uhura. on Star Trek. Uh, she was amazing. And she she was such um, a, tra- a trailblazer. First interracial kiss on TV. Yep. And she was the first... African American woman to be in a position of some authority on a show because yeah. I mean she was she was like head of communications. And from what I understand, I've heard this story before. She was all ready to quit the show at one point, and Martin Luther King yes. taught her, talked her into staying on the show. Yeah, and I'm glad he did because like what she did was remarkable, and she was. 
you know, a, a wonderful actress. And from everything I've heard about people meeting her and everything, she was just a beautiful person and a beautiful soul. And, um, you know, she's going to be missed. Yeah, I, I had uh, two of two memories of her come to mind from TV and movies. <laughs> um, the first one was Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. There's a very funny scene in it where uh, some young guy is bragging to her about how they're the old and we're now the new and you guys are dinosaurs <laughs> and he wants a great big adventure. Oh boy. And then she ends up pulling a gun on, or a phaser on him and locking him in a closet and saying, well, you're about to go on a great adventure. Get in the closet. Yes! <laughs> and then um, another memory is a couple years ago they had a roast of William Shatner on Comedy Central. Oh, I missed that. And she was one of the guests. And she was talking about the interracial uh, kiss yes. and how that made history. And she says to Shatner, want to kiss my ass now and make more history? <laughs> or kiss my black ass now and make a different type of history? It's no secret they weren't friends with Shatner. No, no. I'm finding that out about a lot of the cast of, um, of Star Trek, the original series, and even like into the like Next Generation and the movies. And yeah, people really did. I mean, Gene Roddenberry himself told Will um, Wheaton that uh, uh, Shatner could be an absolute jerk. A couple of weeks ago at uh, like, yeah, a couple of weeks ago at San Diego, Shatner shot his mouth off again and said Gene Roddenberry would not be happy with any of the new Star Trek shows that are out. And then a few days later, Roddenberry's son said, "No, he would absolutely <laughs> love these shows that are out now." It's like I just uh, Gene Roddenberry's son is like, "Well, actually, my father would <laughs> just be thrilled with the way that the shows are now." So. <laughs> And I mean, he would know, you know, a little bit. Maybe Shatner should keep his mouth shut. I don't like him. I don't. He had one acting, like he had one, one, uh, one speed, and that was like the broken, like the 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 Shatner kind of like approach. Did you enjoy him on T.J. Hooker? He had the. It was like Captain Kirk on Earth as a cop. And he jumped on the hood of a lot of cars on that. John Mary will back me up here. Oh, well, I remember him jumping on a lot of the hoods of cars. I mean, because how that, else are you going to catch the bad guy? Heather Locklear, was that her? On yes. That show? And okay. uh, Adrian's Zmed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyhow, uh, the second big loss that just happened two days Olivia ago. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. Um, reading up a little bit on her, like... Almost a thirty-year-old, thirty-year-old battle with cancer. Yes. So, like, brave, brave lady, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I mean, even battling cancer, she still performed, and she still, like, she did so much, you know. And uh, I gotta still get him to watch the first Grease. He watched yeah. the second one. I was gonna admit this on on air. A lot of people know this already. I've never seen. I Grease. threw him under the bus. Yeah. He didn't see the first one. He saw the second one, which makes no sense at all. Well, Shooter McGavin from uh, Happy Gilmore go. was in it, singing about going bowling. And I've, I've seen Xanadu. <laughs> cricket, why, cricket. Why would you admit that? I don't know. My mom rented it once and thought it was going to be a good movie. The song's good. Yeah, the song's great. By the way, I realized this week I know a lot more Olivia Newton-John songs than I thought. <laughs> like at least 15. Oh, my. That 
that's that's 15 more than me. Okay, no, I mean, I know the stuff from Greece, and I know... Xanadu? Uh, physical? Um, right, Rachel, he needs to watch it. The first Grease. Maybe. You know what, Rachel? I will watch Grease if you guys come back on the show and, and review it with me. Deal? I, oh, I mean, you know, that's a good deal. And we can watch Grease, too, just to tie it in. We'll pr- no. We'll provide snacks. We'll bring snacks. It'll be great. I don't know what kind yet, but, you know, I'll think of something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, physical. Physical. Uh, did I say magic Deal. already? Thank you. Uh, what? Magic. You can do magic. No, no, you didn't mention that one. Um, but you did now, so. Hopelessly devoted to you. Aw, thanks, honey. Oh, you meant uh, the song. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> um, so a lot of great songs. <laughs> I thought she was hot when I was 11 years old and saw that physical video. <sighs> didn't admit that. I mean, you know, you and every other person. Yep. She was, she in, was very attractive. She was in Sharknado 5. Oh, I'm so sorry. Remember the song, It's Gonna Be a Strange Twist of Fate? Probably your last big hit in the 80s? Yes. From another John Travolta movie, Two of a Kind? Yeah, which I never saw. I never saw either. Sorry, Olivia, I've never seen any of your movies, I, except for Xanadu. I apologize, but I still think you were great. Our hearts and thoughts are going out to, to those two ladies and, and their, their families. families. Yeah. And they were great. And yeah. we loved them. Yeah. Um, so also in geek news this week, here's a message going right out to um Oh God. I was, was going to make a joke and I can't even remember the guy's name. Who's the kid playing the flash? Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller. Stop this, doing shit. Yeah, this is a heartfelt <laughs> message going out to you. Stop robbing people. As a parent, I, stop. I want to see your movie. Michael Keaton is playing Batman in it. I will ground you, Ezra. Stop doing bad shit, please. Knock it off. Nobody likes a dick. Don't be a dick. Okay? We love you, Ezra. You need help. Sweetie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I love him, but... I He's a good actor, and he's he's funny in it when he's not robbing banks and shit. Don't just stop, sweetie. Stop. I'm gonna throw this question out to you. So I guess they they announced that like a few weeks ago he was actually doing reshoots. You know how they do reshoots on movies? Yeah, because sometimes for the Flash. Yeah. Um, he's a fugitive at this point. Yeah. So when he did the reshoots, no one reported him for being there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have a warrant out for Ezra Miller. I know exactly where he is, and I can tell you what he's wearing. Does that mean they were harboring a fugitive when they were letting him film more scenes as a flash? <laughs> no, wait, who's who's the production company? Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers? Yeah. Oh, Warner Brothers. Aiding and abetting. That's and, a crime. That's a yeah. felony. You need to stop. So the Flash is a supervillain, I guess, <laughs> in real life. He's the reverse Flash. Like, he's the real reverse Flash. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Ezra. Like, ser- like, get your shit together. Please. Please. Let Michael Keaton come back as Batman. Because, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. had that really rough go mm-hmm. years and years Look ago. Look at him now. And he... He had, he really went above and beyond to get himself help mm-hmm. and to to really, you know, work at himself and improve. And now look at him. You know what's crazy, though, looking back on it now? 
He was in Robert Downey Jr. was in such bad shape back mm-hmm. then. He didn't even make a million dollars for that first Iron Man movie. No, because they they he was were a sure he, he was, was a, risk. a high risk. Yeah, but I mean, and but no, somebody decided to take a a, a chance on him, and look how it turned out. Yeah. And, I mean, I've always loved RDJ. Like, always loved him. John Mary and I saw him in Back to School back in the day in the theater in the 80s. Me too. Um, great. I love that movie. That was one of his very first roles. Yeah, like, he was the roommate of yeah, Rodney Dangerfield's so son. weird, but I loved him, and I thought it was cute in that movie. And? And I saw him in, like, so many other... Oh, my God. Blows me away. He was a cast member of SNL in the 80s. Yeah. For one year. <laughs> just, just one. What? But, like... You know, he was so, he was such a good, he is a good actor. And, I mean, you saw it at the drive-in? Nice. That's awesome. I love it. I love back to school. I saw it in the theater. With my mom? Never mind. I went with John and Dave to see it at the old Pendale Theater. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, like, look at him now. Like, he, he really... Turned his life around. He really did. Ezra and Miller, go and take a page out of this man's talk book. to RDJ. Okay, please. Go get help, sweetie. We love you. The more you know. Rainbow. Okay. Oh, Joe. Oh, God. Now, this is the part in the actual broadcast where we'd be throwing a commercial in. So, we'll be right back after this commercial break. And now... A word from our sponsors. Kristen Hunter, also known as Kiki, is a Canadian artist specializing in polymer clay creations. Being a geek at heart, most of her work is nerd-themed. Kristen has several lines of geeky creations, including steampunk, comic, and video game-inspired work, as well as sushi-themed jewelry. Kristen is always excited to create the perfect custom piece for any theme or occasion, Please check out her website at kikiscustomcreations.com. To infinity. Are you trying to get me to pull your finger? Don't fall for it. No, not like that. Sorry, it's a thing your grandma and I used to do. Yeah. Let's get to our movie review, I guess. Okay. Uh, So we watched the movie Light... Lightyear. Lightyear. Sorry, I I just blurt. That's okay, blurty. (laughs) So we uh, watched the movie... Light year. Yes. It showed up on Disney Plus in the last couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, I've been wanting to see it since we saw the first trailer last year. Yes. Um, people losing their shit oh, because Tim Allen's not doing my... the voice. Here's the reason why Tim Allen didn't do the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the movie Lightyear. Because it's the movie that the toy came from that Andy went and saw. And they say this in the literally the first it's two right seconds. In the start of the movie, Andy got a Buzz Lightyear toy for his birthday in 1995, based on his favorite movie. This is that movie. Like Patricia Heaton lost her mind. Like seriously. And then people explained to her what you just said, and she still lost her mind. Anyhow, that's I, neither uh, here or there. Lightyear. Uh, so um, Chris Evans is now voicing Buzz Lightyear. And this is a story of how him and his friends get marooned on a planet. Yes. Because he f's up. 
But he didn't mean. He's he like, didn't mean to. He didn't know the meaning of the word teamwork. Yes. And so nice. he learns a very valuable hard lesson at that point. <laughs> and they get stranded on an on an island. Yeah, in, it's not going to planet. Island. And uh, so they try to find a way to get off the planet, and they need a power source and all that. And uh, by the way, spoilers in case you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, um, we won't say a whole lot of spoilers, but it turns out he keeps missing a lot of time on the planet trying to find a power source. He makes up this fuel. And every time he uses it, he goes at various years into the future. Depending on the power of, like, how powerful the fuel is. Yeah. and Mostly it's, like, it's a four-year stretch. Yeah. Most of the stretches are four years. So he misses a lot. And, um, yeah. and leave it to Pixar, because I forgot it was a Pixar movie for uh-huh. a minute and didn't expect to be crying during this movie. Bald my Like, right near out. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, but then like, again, if you think about it, the movie Up, that was like the first two minutes of the movie where everyone bought it. Oh, yeah, the right? first two to ten minutes. It was like yeah. waterworks. Here's your tissue. Welcome to the movie. Here's your tissue. Welcome to the theater. Here's your tissue. Boxes of tissue on each seat should be a thing for Pixar movies because you, you know you're going to cry. I don't know why we just not believe it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. We sobbed. I sobbed. I was sad. I was like, well, this is. Sh- Oh, God. Yeah, because it, the sobbing dealt with a lot of him traveling into the future and missing key events in his best friend's life, who was still aging normally. Yeah. I was like, aww. Um, and it just... Hits hard. It does hit hard. But then the rest of the it's very good. And the voice acting is, is amazing. Yeah, voice acting was good. Um, Taika Waititi. Story was great. Story was so amazing. And it was so well done and well written. I mean, of course, it's a Pixar movie. You know, there's a standard that they've set now. He had a robot cat that I love. Sucks. Sucks. I want a robot cat. Now. I love this cat. I don't know who voiced him. But I love him. He was cute. He was nice. He was so funny. Um, and then, like, just the whole movie itself was just good from beginning to end. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed it immensely. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus, yeah, it, so, it like, didn't do well at the box office, and I hope it wasn't for the Tim Allen thing. Well, a lot of countries didn't play it. Cause because it was a, there was, like, the whole same-sex thing. Yeah. It's like, all right, people, get over it. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. But I think Chris Evans did a great job in it, and I yeah. I really couldn't picture. I like I love Tim Allen in those Toy Story movies. Well, yeah, but I really couldn't even picture him doing the voice in this. No, because one, he's older now, so his voice has changed. Pro- like most times, when the older you get, the more you, like your voice will change a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll change in tone and pitch. It'll you know become either more gravelly or softer or you know whatever. Sorry, I got to put my hair back because it's driving me nuts. So 
obviously, and, and sometimes you can tell a person's older just by the way that they're talking. Yeah. Like, mine is more, There's like, I have wrong a more, with that, but. like, I've gotten older, and I have more of a vocal fry in my voice. And that's, you know, because that, that shit happens with your voice as you get older, because, you know. So, I mean, he did the voice of the toy of Buzz, for, you know, based on Buzz Lightyear from the movie. Didn't make him Buzz Lightyear. Just made him the toy. And to be kind of honest, they kind of drew his face like Chris Evans in this movie, too. A little a bit. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. But he also looked like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. So that... The, I mean, although... You know, like, they do these toys based on movies, and they never look like the actor. No, ever. and a lot of the times, if they have a voice in the toy, like sometimes it's the same actor, but a sometimes. lot of the times it's a different guy doing the voice. <clears throat> right? Yeah. 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 So, there's, you know. So, I liked it. If if it turned out it was the end of the year already and we had to do our annual top ten list, mm-hmm. this would probably be number one for me right now. I don't know if it would be number one, but it would definitely be in my top three. Cool. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what the other movies, how they fare in my list. Yeah, I mean... And go from there. Really, you're right. Pixar can't do much wrong at this point in their career. The only one... <laughs> They'd, they'd really have to screw up. You know what? So the only badly. one I really didn't care for was the second Cars movie. The one where yeah. he was a spy. I can admit to not liking it. I love the third one. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I love Pixar. Oh, Toy yeah. Story 3 made me ball my eyes out in the theater. Same. Toy Story 3 up. Um, I had like my worst I, ugly cry of all time during Toy Story 3 in the theater, and I kept thinking to myself, this would be a really bad time for the lights to come on. Turning Red. Turning Red was good. That was uh, Soul. Soul was stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the art style and the music and the imagery and and the story were absolutely brilliant um and the the musician who did all the jazz pieces um was uh he's the um he's the front man for the band for the Stephen Colbert show oh okay John Batiste Fabulous musician, like oh my god, and just like a, such a good soul. Like he's like the the real genuine article of a human being, and but his he is just your your jaw drops when he plays because yeah. he's so good, and he won an Oscar for that for the for the music for the movie Soul. Which is awesome. So, do you want to give a review out of five for for Lightyear? Yes. You want to go first? Yes. I will give it five socks out of five. I will give it just to be a smartass. <laughs> five socks, grunting like Tim Allen from Home Improvement, out of five. <laughs> also, obviously, he's not too mad at Disney. They're doing that Santa Claus show this year. Yeah, on like- Disney Plus. Obviously, he's got no problem with it, I think. 
I don't. I can't remember. Maybe? But sorry if yeah. we're putting words in your mouth, Tim Mr. Allen. Allen. So yeah, we loved it. Seek it out on Disney Plus or yes. on other finer. Uh, or buy it on or DVD. Buy it. Yep. Because you know, there's that. Disney, send us a copy. We would love it. We would. We would like. We're happy to accept. <laughs> Anything at this point. That's right. That's <laughs> Loaf right. of bread. Send us Disney bread. We don't care. We're good with that. Thanks. It's All right. Okay. So for those of you listening at home on this, we're going to take a quick commercial, commercial break. Yeah. We'll come back. I'm going to share with you a lovely birthday present I got from my family. And we also have food tie-in. Another food tie-in taste test coming your way. Stay tuned, loyal listeners. There's more We Got the Geek still to come. Sketchbook Comics and Games is a store that has something awesome for everyone. In addition to selling comics, board games, and action figures, there are tables for open gaming. Wednesday nights, Sketchbook features game night starting at 6 p.m. Friday through Sunday, Sketchbook is the place to be for Magic the Gathering. The store is located at 224 Glenridge Avenue, Unit 9 in St. Catharines. Come on down for all your geek comic book needs. Sarah, hold the recorder for a minute. Oh, fine. I will hold the recorder for a minute. So, my birthday was last month. Yes. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) And Sarah and Dirk were trying to figure out a present to get me. This was Dirk's idea, by the way. Yeah. Like, and it was a fantastic idea. Like, him and I were in Sketchbook Comics. Go view that comic book store. Great store. Ask for Jeff. And one time we were in there, and Jeff has a wall of comics up above the regular racks, like yes. all the collector's item stuff mm-hmm. and rare comics, stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I pointed out a comic to Dirk one day. Uh, it turns out it was one of the very first comics I ever read when I was a kid, <laughs> like back in 1975. So I was five <laughs> or six at the time. Oh, in 75, I was two. Anyway, as you can tell on the cover, Superman is sitting there eating a shit ton of hamburgers. He is scarfing down the burgers. Uh, and then over here, you can see a bunch of waitresses like lined up to the what? not McDonald's restaurant. Plates and plates and plates of burgers. <laughs> yeah, and the cover caption reads, more burgers, chomp. Hang on, I can put the glasses on. More burgers, he, chomp. He tries so hard. Keep them coming, gulp, <laughs> or I'll starve to death. And the one lady who looks like Kathy Silvers from uh, Happy Days is dumping the burgers in a pile saying, What? <laughs> but you've already eaten enough for an army. Well, he is technically an army so of one. This was maybe the second or third comic I read when I was a little boy. And my parents got me into comics with Superman and Spider-Man. Yeah. And I remembered the cover because I was—I remember being a kid laughing my ass off at Superman eating all the hamburgers. Couldn't we're I, laughing after you, after you read it and realized why he had to well, eat them. Well, yeah, I couldn't remember what the story was about, and I reread it today before the show. <laughs> and uh, 
I remember a little go. bit about Timing it. Timing is perfect. Also, by the way, all you kids from the 70s and 80s, the first thing you see when you open this comic, Hostess Pie Ad with Batman and Robin. Oh, my God. So, basically, fantastic. this wonderful story was in Action Comics number 454, 1975, 25 cents for the damn comic back oh then. Oh, my God. Uh, the title of the story was Superman's Energy Crisis, uh, written by Kerry Bates, drawn by Kurt Swan. They were the Superman team I remember growing up. And basically, Superman is fighting the Toy Man. <laughs> and uh, it's 1975. Weird. Na- was it really 1975 in the comic? Yeah, it was. Oh, cool. So what was funny to me, and... It's funny to me thinking about my first impressions of Superman. Everyone knows Clark Kent works for the Daily Planet. Uh-huh. In the early 70s... Well, oh, spoilers. In the early 70s, they had him working for a, a, like a TV station called WGBS. And so he was funny. He was the anchor. See, there he is in the corner. Well, he there. is strong. He could be an anchor. Anyhow... I love bugging him. So it's funny that to think my first experience with Superman, he's not even working at the Daily Planet. And I think this was the status quo for the rest of the 70s and maybe the first couple of years of the 80s. Ah, okay. And I think they rebooted him and then he was back at the Daily Planet. Ah. But anyway, I'm reading through this comic and he's fallen asleep at work during the news. He's fired. Pretty much almost. He goes to... Uh, uh, a research dinner, which was $50 a blade, <laughs> uh, with Lois. What a steal. He ends up eating all the food off their table and all the food off the other tables. <laughs> Falls asleep. And nobody, nobody thinks anything weird. Oh, Lois was pissed off because he looked like a pig. Because <laughs> you're revolting. And then he fell asleep at the table and she just <laughs> left him there. I would too, jerk. So he's got this theory in his head. I keep kicking this. He's got this theory in his head that the toy man has done something to him and that's messed up his metabolism. And now he's falling asleep all the time. And meanwhile, the time. it's just him. And then, yeah, on like page page eight, he heads to a restaurant. And he's eating a whole pile of hamburgers, uh, and they're all watching him eat like a pig. And they're like, "Holy crap!" He must be downing 60 hamburgers a minute. I think I'm going to be sick. I would be. And then he uses all of Clark Kent's monthly salary to buy like a whole <laughs> a whole house of food. Look at that right there. You'd think Superman would be given free food. I mean, he's Superman. He's he saves like, everybody. He's got like 45 loaves of bread there and like... That's two giant glass bottles of milk. Crates of orange juice, crates of watermelons. Um, How is he going to pay his mortgage? So he's eating all this crap going, I need my super energy back to go fight the Toy Man. Toy Man's just this little dude that makes <laughs> toys. weird toys. Sure, blame the Toy Man for your, like, So then it turns out... Flaws. Thanks. The reason Good job, he's, Superman. The reason he's eating all this shit and, and falling asleep and all this... Well, it's it, Luther, isn't it, it? It's not Luther, but there's oh. an energy crisis on Earth. And, uh... The energy crisis, well, the Earth's experiencing all these issues with the yellow sun, which is uh, the source of well, Superman's yeah. powers. Yeah. So he goes under the Earth with this special, you see the suit here, it looks like a, like a diamond disco ball. It looks like somebody who like got a little carried away making a tinfoil hat to keep the government out of their head, and he went with a full body suit. 
so the same thing. he wears this suit so that it gives him energy. He goes into the Earth's crust, and he sees what he says, a freak hybrid of metal alloys that acts like a solar magnet, absorbing the sun's energy as it hits the Earth. <gasps> so he takes the disco ball suit, and this is an easy wrap-up in a comic back then, like thinking about comics now and how they go like six or seven issues with the story. Yeah, this is like a one-and-done. One-and-done. Takes off the diamond suit, Wraps the solar energy hybrid of crap up in it. <laughs> of crap. And then he's fine. Cured. So the next day, <laughs> he goes back to the restaurant where he ate 8,000 hamburgers with Jimmy. And there's a lineup there because they're now advertising that Superman ate here. <laughs> and uh, it's like, gee, Clark, I didn't think this place would be so mobbed. We'd better have lunch someplace else. And then Clark, if you remember the cartoons back then... Don't worry about it, Jimmy. I really wasn't in the mood for a hamburger anyway. Ha, ha, ha. And he winks. Um, you know what, though? As silly as this comic was, <laughs> it brought back some great memories. Well, yeah, I'm sure it would. Uh, just, I loved reading it. I love you guys for getting it for me. Love the kid for having a good memory when I told him about this. Yeah. I was cute. So, yeah, comics from 1975. Woo. Thumbs up. So, anywho, to tie in with the whole Superman eating a thousand hamburgers, we're gonna eat a thousand goldfish crackers. Yeah. So no, we, lo and behold, after we recorded the last show, we found another food tie-in because the first two episodes we've done out here on Facebook, there's there, been a there taste tie-ins with movies. What was the first one? We did the superhero cereal. Yes. Then we did the Jurassic Park Twinkies. Yeah. Mm. We still have a f- We have some. We mm. still have some. Even the kid didn't want any. Uh, we'll never get rid of them. <laughs> Save us. Although, to be honest, he finished off the cereal for us because I don't think we were going to touch had, that again. I had the rest. Oh, okay. I had the last of the uh, Flash cereal. So show the people what we're going to eat here. It's Grogu. It's a Mandalorian. Little goldfish crackers. Let's see who's here. Who's on this? Who's in the shape? Who's in? Is there a Giancarlo Esposito cracker? No, there is not. Is there a Gina Carano cracker? Hell no. Is there a Katie Sackhoff cracker? I'm running out of actors for The Mandalorian. No, or Ming-Na Wen. No Mark Hamill? No. He had a cameo. Spoiler. But there is a Grogu, and there's a Goldfish. There were no Goldfish in The Mandalorian. Were there Goldfish in Star... Oh, I guess Admiral Ackbar was kind of a fish, right? No, he was a cephalopod. Nice. Thanks. Anyone out I there... I think that's the name for octopus. Anyone out there remember any fish or fish-looking aliens from Star Wars? Um, does the trash compactor monster from Star Wars... That was a di- diagnoga. I believe was, Watch the, your mouth. was the proper term for that creature. Watch your mouth. So these are just like cheddar. Yeah. But so like. Grogu is one of the. Shakes. We're reaching for those food type taste tests. Oh, we're really reaching now. But I think it's good. It's uh, sad. It's good comedy. It's good. Uh, they're, yeah, they're just regular. You need one bowl, dude. We're just. Okay. So what are the shapes? What are the actual Star Wars uh-huh. shapes we get? Besides, look at this. Like that's a goldfish. It's a goldfish. There's um there's a stormtrooper. Look at that. Look at. Look at. They can't hit anything. You're going to miss. Where's the camera? The Death Star plans are not in the main computer. Does it sound just like him? Oh, nasally and everything. Lord Vader. 
the uh, pod got shut off, and the robots are gone. Sorry, dude. Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Okay, who else we got? And there is... Death little baby Grogu and his little floaty. I'm going to still call him Baby Yoda. I, I just, I don't care. Grogu. And... Last but not least, Le Pies de Resistance, the Mandalorian himself. I'm going to keep wearing my helmet, and that's the way it is, and that's the way we loved it. What does he say? What's his This phrase? is the way. This is the way we like it, and we love it. <laughs> it's just... This is the Back way. in my day. <laughs> Pretty soon, the Mandalorian's going to be telling little... Should I do voices kids. as a career? I'm pretty good, right? He's going to tell kids to get off his lawn. Get off my lawn, baby Yoda. And I think that's it. I think that's a really... Well, hang on. Like, what the? I'm going to take one of each. What is that? Is that a spaceship? No, that's Grogu in his little oh, carrier. Oh, you can barely tell what it is. It's his little, it's it his looks little like, pod carrier. It looks like a basket full of nuts. <laughs> You're a basket full of they nuts. They were not doing their job with that one. Okay, okay I need, I'm, I'm I need, gonna, I need I'm a Stormtrooper. It doesn't matter. And I want, well, I want to make sure. And then I have the Mandalorian. All right, I'm going for the Mandalorian cheese cracker. They're good. They're fresh. They're not stale, but they're dry. And then Baby Yoda pile of nuts. <laughs> How does Grogu taste? Nutty. I have a Grogu now. They're, they're I'm gonna get Chewbacca. Okay. They're they're, uh, they're goldfish cheddar crackers. Limited edition or edition limite, as they say in France. They taste just like goldfish, like the gold. And we figured they would. Oh yeah, I but mean, we weren't expecting them. To I taste walked like, into the you know. dollar store and saw them, and Dirk was all like, "You're gonna review these too?" Like, yeah. yeah, and then bought them. And now that was a few weeks ago, and, and ba- now we're eating them. And Baby Yoda looks happy on the cover. Look at he's smiling. Because he knows he's gonna be part of the taste test. You taste like cheddar, Grogu. Mmm. Mmm, cheesy. I better eat another Stormtrooper just to make sure. This guy's a bit of a kick, right? Am I imagining that? Look up. The goldfish smiles. The goldfish smiled? Yeah, look at the goldfish is smiling. Oh, I'm smiling. I'm in the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda's going to eat me. And good night. By the way, we have confirmation of a season three, right? I think it's next year now. I think so. Great show. I love it. So do I. And again, I haven't had complaints with any of the Star Wars series on Disney Plus yet. No, let's let's see what happens when Taika directs this one. Oh, that's a movie. That's it's a movie. movie. You know what I mean. Okay. They're cheesy. They're crackery. They look, also, just like you. They look like our favorite Star Wars characters. It, Yoda. the goldfish. Yoda, the fish. Uh, Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. And Mando, I don't know why I wanted to call him Django Fett, because it's not. Or Boba. Yeah. I'm going to keep eating. So, would we recommend these cookies or crackers? Yeah, why not? They're good. They're good? And you know what? Kids will like them. You can get them at the dollar store. That ties into the cheap. Um, Kids will love them. Kids will love them. They can put them in their lunch. They could do funny stormtrooper voices like I did. Probably better. Probably better. <laughs> and they're delicious. Yeah. 
Like I said, a little dry, but so, I mean, it's a cracker. Mm. I'm going to give them uh, five Aunt Beru jean jackets out of five. I'm going to give them four and a half Grogu baby carriers out of five. That's right. And for the fine folks at Disney, if you want to send us some more crackers... It's not Disney. Or movies. Okay, the fine folks at... Who makes the goldfish crackers? I'm looking. Pepperidge Farm? Yeah. Is it really? It is. Pepperidge Farm. In Connecticut. Before we go... We never left. Wanted to throw out a few announcements. Uh, First of all, I'm pleased to announce that uh, our good friend Stephanie Line and our good friend uh, Graham Miseriuk have agreed to be guests at uh, the uh, Garden City Comic Con. Yay! So, you know, you can all come out and see that on December 3rd at Club Heidelberg. Yes, on Lake Street. On Lake Street. Very cheap tickets. Uh, Keep watching the announcements on the website. Please. And and I'm happy to report that we have again received press passes for Fan Expo this year. Yeah. Coming up at the end of August. For all four days. All four days. We can probably go to one of them. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And watching. These are fun to do. We're going to say goodnight. Yeah, thanks for listening. And like I said, maybe we'll do another one after Fan Expo. Ooh, ooh, I have another plug. Go ahead. Canalside Players, Wellens Community Theater, is back. And we are putting on a production called Knickers, a brief comedy by Sarah Quick. Performances will be in November. So stay tuned for um, ticket information and for performance dates and everything. And um, I'm directing this one again. And a bunch of... We've got a full cast now. And uh, we'll be starting rehearsals hopefully soon. And uh, yeah, so keep checking for, for info for tickets and stuff. And stuff. You yeah. know what I mean. We'll put up the info on the, on the Facebook page as well. So follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. to see all our tweeties. Yeah, tweets. So we're going to take our leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for listening again. And thanks for watching. To infinity. And beyond. All right. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.